0: People.
1: Hang on, let me take the fat in before we like start. A, um,
0: <laughs> you look like a, uh, uh, I would say like a novella soap star.
1: Oh, do I? Right? Yep. What makes me look like? Oh, it's the lipstick. Maybe I the usually, lipstick, but the flowers. I usually the, don't wear colored lipstick. You like know, the, fl- is
0: that lipstick. a is that a rental? What is that? What are we doing here?
1: An oldie but a goodie.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's in the it's in the mix. Mm-hmm. Gonna stay in the mix. Yeah, I um, still like it. Well, I love you, and people did notice that that's the first time. That you've ever said I love you first to me.
1: Someone in the yeah. comments, someone who regularly watches the podcast said she went back and she, I wish I had nine, I should know her name, but she binge watched all the episodes of the podcast and she said that she was confirmed legit it. the first time I said I love you. I have
0: an amazing memory, believe me. But
1: someone also said in the comments, they were like, oh, they liked that I just stream of consciousness was like, I love you. I know I love you. <laughs>
0: like try to convince yourself you're like no no no, i do no i think i do yeah i do love him i do um well first of all let's let's get the podcast sponsors out of the way which is of course aztec chevrolet give them an opportunity give them a chance boy did they deliver for my friend joe jackson i mean they delivered got him the premium 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 um yukon denali yeah. So I haven't had a chance to go over there and, and peek at it. Get a ride. But, but it is beautiful. So Aztec Chevrolet, give them a chance. Please, please, please. And of course, Old Salt Coffee, our favorite coffee. And and I gotta tell you, it it, you know, I I, I like I, I had coffee from a, a local coffee stand. Uh-huh. Old salt coffee, just as good. Just as good. Yeah. they not better.
1: I was going to say, I don't. I, I, yeah, I love, not better. I love the flavor now.
0: Trevino 10, get your coffee. Every bag of coffee you buy with code Trevino 10, you are helping a veteran. So please help us. And of course, Pick Cherries, our favorite podcasting app. Podcast like you've never podcasted before. Pick Cherries.
1: Whoa, you knocked those out like that.
0: I'm very talented.
1: You are very talented, baby.
0: We'd also like to introduce a new member of the team, we now have a full-time assistant helping us organize our lives. And you're her name helping
1: you organize your us, life.
0: <laughs> and her name is Lori Liao. <laughs> so say hi, Lori. You can stand up right there real quick. Say hi. Meet everybody. So if you hear about you're gonna hear <laughs> you're gonna hear about Thank Lori, Lori. Hello everyone. There's Lori. We're so lucky to have Lori and, and you know she has been a devote, devote librarian. For gosh, so many years and, and she has now decided to hang up her librarian hat and come help the Trevino. So come we're, we're work at so, our crazy
1: circus. Yes,
0: it is a fucking circus. And, <laughs> and I think she's already learning that. I mean today today's like we
1: make plans and then they all go to shit they on all
0: a daily go to basis. That's how we do things. <laughs> um, but it's gonna be fun to, to see Lori kind of start to learn our personalities and, uh-huh. and, realize and then we try. And realize that you don't get anything done.
1: Oh, that is total BS. She
0: does decorate. That, 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 is that, total that you do BS. do. And then a lady to. Uh, we were in uh, uh, Pleasanton at Tommy T's, which is which is always great. Uh-huh. You know, and not
1: we. I wasn't with you. Well, I was. There. Yeah,
0: my yeah. my. You know, doing stand-up, which is always great. But I, man, I got to tell you, I got a little PTSD. You know, that is the place. That was the week and the place. That the whole world shut down.
1: Was it you were at that club?
0: We were at that club. See,
1: I don't even remember because it got so weird. The kids and I didn't even go to the show. Like normally right. we go to the We were all trapped club. in a
0: hotel room, yeah.
1: Yeah, you were like, no, you and the kids are staying in a hotel room. Because we didn't, you're right. Like that was the point. We didn't know what the heck was going on. It
0: was, I, I literally, I, I, I walked in the room so and, and I just feel it. Like I just feel, and, and you know, it's such a scary moment in my life. You know, basically getting the phone call that, hey, all your dates are canceled. You know, and it was like, what? They're like, oh yeah, not till... I remember they go, "Uh, maybe we'll hold on to some that are in June. And it was like, that was like February. I'm like, June? Yeah. Like, this is crazy, you know? So I I did have a little PTSD. However, show sold out. We had amazing crowds. Had so much fun. And it's so nice and cool out there.
1: Was it... um, I'm curious. Was it lots of new people or people who had seen you before? Because that's still like an old school mom and pop club.
0: Both. It was yeah. both, you know. I, I will say that that if I'm being completely honest, um, it, it, this year's been kind of a roller coaster of of feelings and emotions, and and you know to go and do these amazing theaters.
1: I thought I thought about that the other day, and too, to walk
0: like into the theater and and the
1: Tobin Center all lit up,
0: Tobin all those Center, people. the Orpheum, the the Vic, and you know to do these theaters. To be backstage, I have these huge green rooms. That night is all about me, you know, and and it, and a walk on stage and have this freaking boom of energy, yeah. Right? There's 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 some hype and excitement about it. You have that
1: many people laughing in the room at once. So like- when I
0: go back to the comedy clubs, I'm like, oh. you know, like, <laughs> I, I, but I love the shows. Yeah. I love being on stage. I love. Performing, it, There's just a... There's, you love the there's, connecting with the crowd. I love that. But there's the, the, the feeling of the excitement and the hype of a theater. Yeah. And then I go to the comedy club and it's like, all right, well, here we go. You know? And they're like, oh, hey, Steve. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I get to the theater and like, Mr. Trevino, right this way, sir. And, you know, we got... <laughs> We got a, you know, and I'm like, well, thank you. No, calm down, guys. Everybody relax. Here's you know. your sandwich but,
1: platter and your veggie trays. Yeah, there. everybody
0: relax. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, but it, it, it was, it was a, a, a moment of like, oh yeah, comedy clubs, yeah. you know, uh, but it was a great weekend and I'm very, very excited because you're watching this podcast. I hope are listening to it and we want you to know that tonight, Friday night, mm-hmm. um, my special I Speak Wife premieres and, and. As hard as we've worked for every special, you know, yeah. my first special. For those who don't know, we call that the Fat Steve Special. Um,
1: <laughs> people like don't even recognize you from that first special. People see it and they're like, "Whoa, you had like long curly, curly hair." Well,
0: and 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 people ask me, they're like, God, Steve, you were so out of shape." That those were the struggle years. You know, those were the. You know, and there was times that I was very, very depressed and very sad because nothing was happening in my career. All I was doing was working. And back then, if I wanted to headline a week, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was on the road five days a week back then. You know, and and I and, and if I'm being honest, I wasn't happy. You know, the only time I was happy was was with you and when we were together and... You know, through those years there were cool times where I got booked on a cruise or Vegas or you know.
1: That first special was right before we got married.
0: Man, it was it was tough. And and we called that that one was called Grandpa Joe's son, and I went through hell to get it. Yeah. And I had to overcome so much, and then the producer didn't want to give me a special. And that
1: was like a flat out ask. You like that was a ballsy move. You saw him at the comedy club, and, and you and I called him the out. Store and yeah. I called him out,
0: and I go, I go, I deserve a special, and come see me. And if I don't prove to you that I'm amazing and that I deserve a special, then we don't ever have to talk again.
1: Yeah.
0: So he came out to the Ontario Improv to watch me perform, and he goes, "Wow, I was not expecting that." And I will put you on the the list of specials. He goes, however. You know, you are not a guarantee sell. I'm hoping that we can all, you know, add right. yours to the ones that I've already promised Showtime. And then hopefully they'll buy yours as well. And, and we took the risk, shot it, did it. Um, I look back at it and I'm like, God, oh, man, you know, I, I could have been better. You know.
1: Oh, but gosh, um, it's got to be so hard to go back and watch specials because they are such a. I've never seen the they're whole They're a thing. moment in time. It's like a. It's like a. Time cultural cash. thing, yeah. And so I would think, no matter who you are, to go back and watch a special is really hard.
0: Well, and and the hard part was that it was it was very cookie cutter and it was very generic, and it was very hard for me at that time to go. Hey, this is my brand. Yeah. You know, even the cover. You know, they made it kind of um, urban.
1: It's this yeah. one. It's you know, they that put one. me in a they
0: put me in a lowrider, and I'm like, I don't want to be in a lowrider. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't. I couldn't argue. You didn't. Yeah. You, I didn't, you have, didn't any have any leverage. The creative license. To I didn't do have that. any creative license at all. And and you know, thank God for the producer that kind of saw my brand. Yeah. But but I didn't have uh, the influence. And then after that, we were so bummed out because. You know, I thought to myself, man, I, this is going to blow me up. I'm going to start selling tickets. Well, once you make one, they keep coming, right? right? And they didn't, number one, it didn't help pull push the needle to sell tickets. I think it
1: played, what, it played on HBO. Those like, motherfuckers, no, no,
0: uh, the Showtime. Showtime. But they only played it Cinco de Mayo.
1: No, it was Hispanic Heritage.
0: That, that's it. That's they did, it. They did Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. And Cinco de Mayo. That was it. That was it. And because I didn't own the content, I wasn't able to share it on social media. So yes, we got this special. Yes, I got to film it. Yes, we made a couple of dollars doing it. I thought, and it made for a good credit. Yeah. As seen on Showtime. Well, nobody saw me, but, <laughs> but it helps with the clubs, you know? So then, you know, Renee and I were, were frustrated and we're like, oh man, you know, nobody saw it and I knew it was good. It's good. Yeah, I know it's good
1: oh my god isn't the yeah. one pedal bike is the on that special the one pedal bike's on there I, that might be one of my like all time favorite people jokes love that joke and it,
0: and it was a, a, a great story about me as a kid riding my one pedal bike to buy my dad beer and cigarettes when yeah. I was nine or ten right um, so we did that special uh, that was right I literally left that special to go to Vegas for my Your bachelor, bachelor party. party for my bachelor party so, you
1: and a bunch of dudes rented a 16 passenger van and, and we I, all, I was at the special, I said, bye, I saw you off and off to Vegas you went.
0: That's one of the, that's one of the times that I thought to myself, I have the best wife in the world because you sent us off on the bachelor party <laughs> with a basket full of booze beef jerky beef jerky and snacks, Advil Advil condoms which no, I was like wow there were no
1: condoms in the basket <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. there were no, no condoms in the basket
0: um but emergency
1: packet
0: yeah it was awesome and but then we you know we sat there and we go okay well we're, we're bound to get another one we're, we're going to get a special we already got one on showtime you know yeah nothing came and that's when we risked it all to film relatable and you know that was gosh we when we started Doing um, relatable, I started booking the venue, we had no production company you know we we had no cameras
1: that one, you you scared the shit out of me every step of the way because you were we were selling it and we were telling people it was going to be filmed and that's how we got the venue to get on board and then we were like well now the venue's on board but holy shit who's really going to film it
0: yep and then I went and got a sponsor <laughs> thank thank goodness for Bud Light of Corpus yes. Christi Tony Lamantia LNF shout Distributors. shout out to them L- LNF distributors they came in they gave us a sponsorship We planned this pre-party, which by the way, it, it, you know, this year, I don't know if you know this, Cody Johnson won artist of the year. And the day before my special, we did a pre-party at Brewster street and Cody Johnson opened for me.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause we wanted to film some stuff too. We wanted to film some stuff for the intro
0: and we packed the house for Cody back then. Not that Uh, he didn't already have fans, but we hoped and that's when I got to know and meet um Cody who's turned out just to uh, um to become exactly who he was meant to become. Yeah. You know, he's a an amazing
2: country Vocalist, music yeah. artist
0: and we're very proud of him. Um but yeah, we, we were kicking the ball down the field and we had no production company. Things
1: kept falling through. We had a production company on board and then they, like, nope, backed out. I don't even remember why or
0: what kind mean, of shit it was. We, and then at one point we met with Ruben Barrera, my, my high school friend who does commercials and stuff in Corpus. And I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> you think we can pull this off and how much? And, and yeah. Ruben, you know, I hate that we didn't do business with him, but man, Ruben was like, yeah, let's do it and let's figure it out. And then, you know, all this, I always say that about things. Nobody wants to get, uh, you know, on board with an idea. People get on board with the train that's already moving. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it's a real Chris rock quote. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of times you see like quotes on Facebook and then they have like Chris rocks name, but you don't uh-huh. know if it's Chris, you know, Marin Monroe said this it's all bullshit. Right. Um, but, but I really agree with what, what this quote says where, you know, if, if you are, if you're stalled out in your car and you're sitting in your car waiting for help, nobody will help you. But if you get out... Right. And you, and you start you And you start pushing that car, <laughs> other people will get out and help you push.
1: Yeah, I've never heard that, right. but
0: yes, so, that makes sense. So um, this is kind of one of those situations where we got the ball moving, you know? Oh,
1: you you were pushing that rock uphill for, a, for quite a while.
0: Because I believe... And, and I knew... I knew that, that if I did it
1: and you knew, you just said from the beginning, you were like, people are going to pay tickets to come to see this and the tickets are going to pay for the production. Like that's how this is going to happen.
0: Well, and not only that, I, you know, I, I picked the bank center because I also, I got tired of, you know, cause at that point we were selling tickets and we were starting to make more money, you know, Yeah. after the Showtime special, I had been grinding it out in the club so much.
1: You built that, a fan base that we
0: had built this fan base, and people started to come out. I was making more money, and I was, you know, kicking the ball down the field more. I was already playing Vegas now, and you know, yeah, things were things were moving up, and I I wanted to show uh, the industry, hey, I'm a star, and I and I know I am, and we do. We sold five thousand tickets that night.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was an amazing special. I think and, it was
1: more than five thousand there, there at the end, Steve.
0: And by the way, thank God for my friends and family. Um, who, who from Gregory Portland and Corpus who have continued to support my career because yeah. they have crowdfunded my career. They helped, you know. Yeah. I, I, at one point, we get a phone call from, from Jim, the promoter and, and the guy running, who's now a good friend of ours. Yeah. The guy running the venue and he calls up and he goes, um, there's no ticket sold. This was like three weeks before the event. And I go, okay, well, let me get everybody involved yeah right i'll go do I, every friend i have from barbie leo i was to gonna say
1: every press Dan contact Pena, like, God, like,
0: rest his soul yeah. to rex gabriel i call them up i go guys i'm coming to town i gotta promote this show and they're like come on and i literally left in my car by myself and drove to corpus in 24 hours yeah got there in the morning and promoted the heck out of it to get people um on board yeah right uh so that was that special boom
1: and I love it. I feel like I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like that was the first special where your brand started to become clearer. Yes, you know, even with like the image on the the poster for that special is like you holding shopping bags. Well, and, but I was
0: able to give my my own vision. I wanted the set to look like a backyard barbecue. Yeah, because that's where I started doing stand up was backyard barbecues, and I wanted the set to look like. A backyard barbecue. So that's another thing. Set design, me, Cousin Mario, Steve Cardenas. I mean, we were out looking for pieces of fence. No, the fence in
1: that special, was there a storm or a hurricane? or I don't remember why, but a church no, it, had yeah. this fencing.
0: Mario's Cousin Tony, he goes, I've got like 15 pieces of fence that I took from a church. If y'all want it, come get it. And there I was. And the best part um you can the, borrow
1: my fencing i need it back yeah i need
0: it back. <laughs> so i mean me and mario and steve cardenas and all and tim martinez and all my families in there we're building this set by hand that's what i'm doing before the show
1: yeah
0: the morning of the show i am building a set and we're, we're hauling a barbecue pit that we got at your dad's house a bar that we got from kenny right yeah. and we're i mean we're setting it up and the best part was um uh one of the producers she goes First of all, she goes, this set crew is amazing. <laughs> she goes, this set crew is like right out of Hollywood. This thing, this set looks amazing. She's like, I have to ask you a question though. Why are they drinking beer? <laughs> and I go, because first of all, they're not a set crew. Because they're not union. <laughs> yeah. They're not a set crew. They're not getting paid. They're my cousins. Yeah. And we, we literally, with our own two hands, built that set. You know, so when, when we say, look, man, like the day before mom and pop doing it ourselves, but, but I had, I had the vision and I knew what I wanted to put out there. And, and when we filmed relatable, fast forward to, um, you know, us being able to sell it to fuse TV and then selling it to Netflix again, Renee and I were like, Oh man, this is it.
1: Well, Fuse, I mean, in Fuse 2, they rolled out the red carpet. There was a photo shoot. They, like, presented you with different cover art options. Like, it, you know, it's and it started to we feel We ended like up the with that deal. one there.
0: But we, yeah. we, um, again, we sat there and we go, all right. Like, we're on Netflix. We're on Fuse. And, and I will be honest. The ticker started to move. Yeah. We started selling more tickets. <laughs> People started kind of figuring out and finding it. It was on
1: Netflix, but it was so after Fuse, like the Fuse had it for what two, three months. I forget simultaneously how long
0: got it. we had it on Fuse and Netflix,
1: and then but Netflix, it was like buried. You literally had to like go and search for your name to find it, or you had to even if like you watched other comedy specials and it suggested things, mm-hmm. yours never came up as a suggestion. Never. You had to search for it. Yeah, you had
0: to be looking for it. So then. That's when Renee and I, and I, I went to Renee and I go, we have to put our own commercials out there. So we did, we took a clip and, and former, uh, opening act, um, Kyle Ray, very good at editing. He, he started putting clips together and boom, that literally changed our lives. Yeah. You know, we started selling tickets and lots of tickets and it was awesome. And I thought to myself, man, we're kicking ass. We've gone viral my social media platforms are through the roof. Somebody's going to call. They're going to no, see it. Was, it.
1: Just, but it was such good material. Like it was such good material and you knew it was good. And it was just like, how do we get eyeballs on it? No, that was, I mean, that was, that was the frustration is like here we'd invested so much in making something that we believed in. And it was heartbreaking that, that no one was seeing it. Especially when it was in a place like Netflix. You're like, it's on Netflix. Everyone has Netflix, you know? This was the beginning well, when like Netflix was one of the
0: few. Well, that was the, yeah, it, it, it was the premier spot that everybody wanted to be on Netflix. Everyone would be yeah. Netflix. And, and again, nothing happened. No phone call. And I write my material as I live my life. Right. And, and each episode that, that I put out is a chronicle of basically the year or two years before that I wrote about to get to there to then talk about it um, on on in make my it stand funny. Up. You need
1: you need time yeah. to make it funny.
0: Um, so then I then I had already you know after relatable I, ha- I had another hour ready to go.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know that was when when Jake came into my life and and Jake and Jim introduced me to Jake and Jake goes let's do it. You ready to go? Let's do it. What do you really want to do? I said, I want to do this thing in a barn. I want to do this thing in the middle of San Antonio, Texas, in a barn, and let's go. And Jake's company uh, and partners put up the money for that one. However, I still had to pay it back. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know. But again, no distribution. Nobody excited about it. We were able to get it on Amazon Prime and blew up again. And then my life in quarantine, of course, during the, the quarantine, that, that one was the hardest. Because I did not, I didn't have a stage and and I I get bummed because I, I I just don't think it's my best work. Yeah. Even though I think it's funny and I think we did a good job and, and I really, I really, really was happy that I was able to talk about, um, our miscarriage and life, you know, and, and take it a little more serious. But that was the one that I was like, fuck man, I didn't have any.
1: The prep on that. There was no, there was no prep like there is with your other specials.
0: You know, oh yeah, I'm touring For the material. and I'm working yeah. and I'm figuring it out, you know? So then we finally but, got- But
1: there's still such great jokes in that one too. Like there's the Home Depot mantle joke oh, and so there's the is was... in that special. Yes. Like there's so many great little, even though it's not your favorite and, and it's like a blip in time, there's so many great little things in to that back. special. I have to go back. Why?
0: So I was preparing I Speak Wife to be filmed And then boom, COVID hit.
1: And it felt so weird and out of touch.
0: Yeah. So I had been touring. That's great. I had been touring with I Speak Wife. And then I was like, most of it. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I'm going to film it this year. Well, that year turned into be COVID. Yeah. So then we had to put all the I Speak Wife stuff on hold
1: even the podcast we had like i know we sucks, did dude. we did pardon the bitching but like we had already talked about doing a podcast and there were several podcast episodes that you and i had filmed um to try and like get this thing going and then covet happened and we were like we can't release those they're so out of touch we live in a completely different well world. not only that
0: like i i i hate the fact that that you know all those stories I mean, we're, that's what's, we're just now releasing it, but all those stories were not, were my life pre COVID. So that's what even sucks more is there's this huge gap that I I had to put, I speak wife on hold, then do my life in quarantine, then finally film it. And then all the shit happened. So here we are like four years removed from, I mean, what, how, how long has your sister been married? Yeah. We've been talking about the, part of that bit was you going to New York. You seen, um, uh, her
1: being on say yes to the dress, her
0: being on say yes to the dress. You wrecking my truck. You, um, me and your dad and your mom going to Vegas, the, the bite the leg story. Dude, all that shit was forever ago. As
1: you say that, you know what? I'm so, you, you have so many, like we meet them on the road. So many people who have like seen all your comedy specials, who have been to your live show six times, who have seen all this material live and also seen it all on tape but then there's this whole new audience that has found you because of TikTok that is going to have the opportunity to see this special it's YouTube it's worldwide like everyone can watch it I'm just really curious and excited to see how it's received
0: and and again you know the theme here for everybody I think is is you can't sit around and wait for somebody to give you something. Yeah, you have to go out there. Oh, sir, you are you, living proof of and that. And you have to go get it, and you have to make it happen. Because if I would have continued to wait for the industry, you know, and there's so many guys, and and that's what the, you know, and and I'm gonna sound bitter right now. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound bitter, but it's the truth. Some guys in this industry, that's what makes it so frustrating. They have no business getting fat fucking checks from netflix they have no business on on getting their own sitcoms they but but it's handed to them and handed to them and and they're getting this huge commercial push behind them and and so that's what makes it hard for what was making it hard for me is not the idea that well i'll go get it on my own and have to get it on my own the depressing
1: part was you weren't getting the depressing part was
0: I know I'm funnier than this guy. I know I'm a better person than this guy. Yet this guy is getting the fucking royal red carpet treatment and doesn't work nearly as hard as I do. And it's and it it made me but, feel but you,
1: you could have let that stop you or, right. or keep going like those are the options.
0: But I also think that that adds to because because Bill Burr has a similar story to me. Um, Jeff Foxworthy has a similar story, right? Yeah. There's a lot of guys that have a similar story, and I think it's the the neglect that makes us better, because we are constantly tr- having to prove ourselves, and we're tr- we're constantly having to become better stand-up comedians. We're constantly having to work harder, so in the long run, we end up breaking later, and they fall off. While my career is doing this, their career has fallen off because I I honed my skills and I got really good. I and, was going to say, and, and I
1: but and also you ended up with products that are so uniquely you. You know, you did well, you got to a place where you you don't have people telling you what special to make. It is it is your. But, but special. I do. There I do, are babies. Yes,
0: and I do believe in God, and I do believe that things happen for a reason. And I think had I broke very early and young. I don't think I you would have been a dick. I would have been a piece of shit. <laughs> I would have absolutely been a piece of shit. And I probably wouldn't have been with you. And my life would probably be completely different if not dead. You know, so I think that they're, they're, everybody has their path for a reason. And, and, you know, there's the old phrase. And when it comes to um, when you say, well, God, you know, I ask God for strength. Yeah. Well, he's not just going to give you strength. He has to give you a reason to have strength. So that you can have strength, right? right? An obstacle hey, to realize. Hey, God, I song. want courage. Well, He needs to put you in a situation so that you can learn courage, right? So I think everything that happened um, happened for a reason. I'm so happy that we're doing things our way, yeah. And and the way we do them because we can deliver our brand, right? We can deliver what we do and how we do it, yeah. You know, um, and and I think you know that 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 feeling of this isn't fair also held me back yeah but also gave me drive yeah right it held me back in the well fuck that guy and
1: i I'm was gonna not, say i think I'm there not, were opportunities that didn't at, at the same time i think there were opportunities that didn't come your way because of that because you exuded that energy i was angry yeah
0: and i was frustrated and i was mad because you know i'm literally getting standing ovations in the or in the comedy store I'm walking off stage and big, big names are coming up to me going, oh my God, dude, you fucking kill. Right. You're hilarious.
1: Or the time, yeah. I, I think the time both you and I spent racking our brains because you're touring the country. You see the response. You know it's I know resonating I with people. I know I kill. And, yep. and the fact that a suit in Hollywood... Didn't see it. Didn't see it.
0: Yeah, but but also, you know, to to, to beat a dead horse... You know, having to overcome that I am not the Mexican stereotype. Yeah. Having to overcome that as well. But you know, we we and I love it now that they go, Oh, so and so's going straight to so-and-so's self-producing their special now. I've been doing that. To be clear. I have I started doing that way before I was way ahead of the game out of necessity. Yeah. To do that. So, but every special I'm proud of. And every special, I think that that we 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 have continued to grow in the standup. Yeah. And now the set I'm doing now, man, I like I can't wait to film it because yeah. it, it is so deep.
1: I mean, I but I'm so I'm so excited um, for I speak wife because the gummy bear joke, like you have some more I think are your greatest hits jokes in this special that people are gonna love.
0: Great bits, great bits in that one, and and at this point. Um, I think we touched on some cool stuff that I know our friend Rick probably has some questions.
1: Oh, wait, wait. Before Rick asks one question too. Um, because we posted the trailer last night and people are like commenting on it now that they're seeing it, people notice little Joe, um, introducing you. I saw several comments that were like, wait a minute, is that little Joe? And we've never talked about that.
0: I always, I always try to put a little bit of Tex-Mex flavor in everything that I do on my specials. Um, Roger Kreger being one of them and relatable um, when we all danced on stage at the end. Um, till death was. Till death huge Dia was. Día de los muertos. Día de los muertos. Um, feeling, you know, without you know celebrating my culture without throwing it in your face, yeah. without constantly going, "Hey, remember I'm Mexican? Hey, <laughs> my mom has an accent. Hey, throw the chocolate. Did you know that Mexican moms throw chocolates? You know, so yeah, okay. um, this one." You know, Little Joe is very, very iconic. I put him up there with Freddie Fender. You know, a guy that was best friends with Willie Nelson, a guy that that crossed over and sung both in English and in Spanish. Yeah. And he also sung country music. Um, he has a great song called "Redneck Mexican Boy." And I just I thought, man, what what is the little a little something yeah. that we can put the little cherry on top of? I speak wife. That, that celebrates our culture without um, beating down our culture um, without um, um, throwing it in somebody's face yeah and also if you noticed on the stage I have a Texas flag and an American flag um, to also show that I am a very proud American right so I'm glad that people noticed um, yeah, little Joe cool. so uh, Rick you have any questions sir Well, so yeah, that's you know he wants to How talk did about we the venue end up
1: there. I don't even remember. We
0: in the you know big shout out to Mark Easterling, you know, because ah, Mark, Mark at that time, we were booking honky tonks because the comedy clubs were not yet open, the theaters were not yet open, and you know I got to thank the guys at the backyard in Waco, Texas, uh, because what a cool outdoor yes. venue, and and the staff there was just so thrilled to have us there they were amazing and and you know rick got some beautiful big shots with a drone and it was just the the,
1: fire pits was my favorite like on one side of the stage there were fire pits and people sitting around them and just like the flames at night it's just i thought that was
0: very very cool venue and i and again being creative you know and and it's funny because going back to um when i originally met rick when we were shooting La Esquina for Pitbull, there was no budget. So a lot of times, Rick and I are figuring out... You know, we didn't sit there and go, well, we don't have money for this. Or we're about to shoot this and we don't have money. We were like, okay, well, how can we do it? Yeah. So I think, Rick, we've always kind of had that that figure-it-out attitude. Did I lose him? So, Renee, oh. can you talk about... Uh,
2: scouting with me on it that, you know, when we first got there, it's really a restaurant number one. And then we turned it into a, a comedy venue. Can you kind of talk about that from a scouting perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, we showed up and it was there were a lot of strategic challenges. And at that point, we were pot committed to this place, but it's open air. And then, you know, you've got your picnic table benches, right? Like we had people sitting at picnic tables and this is post-COVID too. (laughs) So you're asking people to sit next to people that they don't know, laughing on each other, probably spit flying everywhere. So we're dealing with that. And then the stage was really elevated as well. And we're like, how are we going to deal with a stage? And we need platforms. And it's literally like the week before, isn't it, Rick, that we're like, oh shit, (laughs)
0: <laughs> or, or no two, two days before You're right. yeah but i'm also really proud to say you know that the people we work with we love i'm really proud to say that that what me and you have accomplished as husband and wife yeah um from you directing producing um you always do my wardrobe you know what i what i should wear <laughs> we don't let you dress um, yourself yeah <laughs> Um, but but I also love the fact that, that in my career and in my life that that you have been kind of a guiding force in, well, you know, because we don't want to come off as chauvinistic. We don't want to come off, um, you know, helping me keep that balance yeah. uh, between my stand up and, and what's real and what's fake and, and what could be construed as something that was that was disrespectful or rude to you. So you've always kind of pulled me back, or you know, I
1: don't know. It's like the—I mean, that's what I, I went to school for, theater. I'm a theater nerd at heart, and I think that I love the—I love the theater.
0: Piece theater.
1: You're, you're When right? I went to,
0: she did theater.
1: <laughs> but it's like you're you're up there doing a one-man show, and so for me, it's the the crafting of the story you're telling, like a like a written piece of theater.
0: But I mean, I I I think, and and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rick, but I think together. You and Rick, when it comes to my specials, are just an amazing team. You know, Rick really knows the right camera angles and, the, and, and where to catch that joke because he has seen my set. Yeah. And then you're reminding him, oh, he's going to do this here.
1: I think we, you know? Rick and I bring very different skill sets to the table.
0: And, and it's just been a, a wonderful process. And, and, and when you guys watch this special, I Speak Wife, keep in mind that, God, this is material from four years ago. That I can't wait for you guys to see, and 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 this might be the first special that I actually watch.
1: That you'll sit down and rewatch.
0: I, I think so because I don't remember any of the bits.
1: It's been so that the Mali you know, bit is in this. Oh, one. the like guys versa. call the guys yes, and yeah. Felipe
0: and the swing you, Set. You wrecked yes. my chat truck. Oh, the, I remember you know.
1: when you would tell that joke. Oh, oh.
0: And, and correct me if I'm wrong. The what? Oh, yeah. What would Margarita do? <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we actually show the wrecked truck.
1: You do. You show a picture of it.
0: Which is, which is you know, that was another... And you
1: like, I remember, actually, I'm like, spoiler alert. You go and you like stand. It's a in giant the dent. picture. And you're like standing in the dent of the Lori, were you guys
0: at that one? Yes. At that taping? Um, but, but, you know, Rick, I, I would say, you know, I, I really wanted... To show the truck, and, and and not to go. Hey, look, where they wrecked the truck. My wife really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but to deliver home that this is our life, that that we don't make it up. That this is this is real. And I take our real life, and then i I put it on stage, and it's not made you, up. You and find it's the not the
1: heart, and you find the funny. Right,
0: and and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to show um, the truck.
1: You know what I love about this special too? Rick, I know like we go back and forth about, we talk about the way comedy specials are changing and how people consume things in bite-sized bits and they don't really show the audience anymore. But I love, this audience was so into every word you said and they were all about it. And there's so many great, like you see that. You see that and you feel like you're there.
0: I will say that the thing that warms my heart, truly warms my heart, is that I feel like everybody that that loves us and follows us that it's deeper than just I think they're funny or I think that that guy's funny you know I you know I think there's some comedians that people go god that's my favorite comedian I love to go see him he's really funny or she's really funny but I think in our situation you know what warms my heart is god Steve we love you we love Captain Evil God, your kids. I mean, when people come up to it us It feels and go, like
1: a relationship. It feels it, like really a, 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 it feels like
0: a huge family. And when, and when we do shows, you feel it in the audience. Yeah. And when we're filming a special, you can tell that they're like, I'm a part of this. And I'm helping this, this family.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm rooting on this family. And they're proud of me, much like, proud of us, yeah. m- much like a mom would be proud, like a stage mom. You know, and you feel it. You feel that the people that support us and care about us—that they truly care about us. Yeah. And they know that we truly care about them. And when they go to a special taping, they have this feeling of like, "God, I'm so proud of my friends." You know, and 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 that's the scary part. Is, is it the bigger that the family grows, the more difficult it feels to have that? Yeah. You know, and and and. I want to make sure that we're creative in the, in the way that we continue to bring them
1: Connect. close to us. Yeah.
0: You know, the video that, that Rick and I and you put together for be, before the theater shows was our way of going. Hopefully they're seeing something special. Yeah. And that we're letting them more into our lives. Right. And I also like showing the video before the specials because before the, the theater shows, because now that when I talk about Garrett, they know what he looks like. You know, it's almost like a, 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 a... It's
1: catching the new people up to speed, too.
0: Right, and it's like an illustration yeah. of, of the book, right? Hey, you're about to read this book. I'm about to tell you this book about my life. Here are all the characters. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 it has become um, really, really cool and special. And I can't wait for people to see it. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow yeah. things down.
1: But before you do that, I just Go. realized when we were talking about... It feels very full circle, your first special, you were leaving to our bachelor party or to our bachelor party, to your bachelor party. And this one is premiering and it's our ten year anniversary.
0: The next day. It is it is our ten our year anniversary. We've been together for Like um, that's a
1: decade, baby. That's yeah. a decade of comedy and specials. Like and we've
0: been together a very fucking long time. <laughs> um,
1: we took a long time to get married before that, but this is like officially our we were we've been married ten years.
0: Yes. Um, so I'm going to slow it down and I'm going to call a friend of mine and uh, we're going to try to make it work because I think it's important. I think, I think sometimes, you know, Steve is like a brother to me, a, a cousin really. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, Steve's one of those guys that, you know, he loves to fish. I can always count on him. You know, actually Steve was one of the guys um, helping us build the set. Steve, are you there with Jennifer. Yes, Um, I know you guys are going through a lot and and I want to just bring some attention to it because I think the circumstances as to what happened and how it happened. I I think people really need to hear the story. Um, So I know it's going to be hard to talk about, but um, Jennifer, or Steve, if you can kind of walk us through uh, these past few weeks for you guys from the beginning.
2: Oh man! Well, it's been quite the roller coaster ride, and sure, as you know, um, so a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, Madison finished bartending school and was coming up to San Antonio to uh, for some interviews. The following day, uh, on her way, she came across an accident. Uh, it was a vehicle um, that had been wrecked uh it was in the fast lane um madison actually almost ran into the vehicle herself it was at night you know none of the lights were on the vehicle uh so she decided to pull over and and uh see if anybody needed help Uh, of course when she got to the vehicle there was there was a lady there uh, who was in pretty bad shape Uh, madison was Attempting to get her off the road. Um, when another vehicle came and, uh, of course, didn't see it till last minute, also, and ended up striking Madison and the other young lady. Uh, of course, the, the other young lady didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, we've been praying hard for her family, but we've been in contact with uh, Madison. It was pretty banged up um, when we got a call from the paramedics. Um, it didn't sound as bad as it was.
0: Well, Jessica, remember, not everybody knows you. So what is, who is Madison to you?
2: So, so Madison is my daughter. Yeah, uh, Just turned 18, you know, getting ready to start her adult life. Uh, She's super excited about it. Um, but yeah, Madison is, is, is our daughter.
0: Uh, yeah. And then she ended up in the hospital. Um, but, but there has been ups and downs. Um, what are they telling you, uh, from the hospital?
2: So when we first arrived, they, you know, did a full CT scan and, uh, found out that one of her arteries from her heart was bleeding. Um, so of course they had to plan plan emergency surgery for that, uh, they had to bring in a special graph, a custom graph for her artery because her her anatomy is a little different than most people's. Um, you know, as far as her arteries and how they branch off. Um, you know, fortunately, there was one doctor here, the only doctor here who had been trained uh, in using that graph. Uh, so that was the first the first hurdle. Um, of course, that was life-threatening. So they got her in and had a successful surgery on her heart. Uh, you know, and, 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 of course, at that point, we we thought, okay, that's it. We're good to go. Um, and then there were other issues. Uh, I'll let Jennifer tell you a little more uh, about our roller coaster ride from that point on.
3: Hi.
0: Hey, Jennifer, catch us up a little bit about, you know, the ups and downs that you guys have been through.
3: Yes, sir. Um, So after heart surgery, uh, Maddie, she had to have a couple of transfusions uh, through that. And over the next day or so, her hemoglobin counts were continuing to drop and she kind of got real, you know. She had a 24-hour nausea, dry heaving period, and she just wasn't looking right. Um, you know, she was vomiting blood, and so they, they kind of took her back down and found that her both of her kidneys uh, had lacerations and they they were bleeding out. So they did an emergency. Uh, it's called embolization. Um, of about six different areas of her kidneys that were bleeding. Um, So she came back up to the ICU after that procedure. Um, We knew she had a couple of orthopedic-type surgeries. You know, she has a broken hip, collarbone, finger, pelvis. Uh, And those surgeries had not... um, been on the schedule yet due to obviously, you know, the life-saving uh, procedures that had to take place.
0: I mean, that's a lot of, um, a lot of trauma for a body, a lot.
3: Uh, definitely, definitely. So she, she went back for her hip, but it, it went fine. Uh, she came, she came back from that surgery rather swollen and, you know, she came into the facility around 150 pounds and she got up to 222 pounds uh, oh my just God. due to the, the fluid retention. So, you know, the, that really had couldn't resolve itself due to the impact on her kidneys and how much damage they've sustained. They're very sick, so they weren't able to keep up with the fluids that were coming in.
0: Where, where are we at today?
3: Today we are alive <laughs> as
0: Thank a matter God. of
3: fact, uh, she went in for her last surgery three or four days ago and simple surgery on her pinky, but as they went to extubate her, she had acute lung failure and, uh, she had an, a, she coded in the OR and they had to put her on life support. Um, but miraculously this young lady is something else she she was a fighter she came off of that within about three days and and now we're talking about uh transitioning into an inpatient rehab facility closer to home hopefully in about a week so
0: well thank
3: my, god we're <laughs> going better
0: <laughs> my heart goes out to you guys and and you know i, I was t- saying earlier on the podcast that you know, well, as, as you know, Stevie's like a cousin to me. And, you know, Stevie and I have been in each other's lives, gosh, forever. And I will say that we're so lucky in the, the community in which we grew up in. And, and I understand um, that a benefit is being put together. Um, and I, I've already sent you um, a, a couple of Yetis uh, to auction off. And, and Renee and I would like to do more, and we will continue to do more, um, but can you tell us when the benefit is, and where somebody can send a donation?
2: Yeah, so the, the benefit is going to be on November 6th. Uh, it's going to be at CM Lanes, uh, Subbowlin Alley in Aranzas Pass. Um, Chris Coulter, you know, with CM Lanes, Annie Boats, Chris's Marine, reached out to me and and said he wanted to do this. Um, he's, he plays a real big part in the community, and, and he's a dear friend of ours. Uh, him along with uh, Bill McNeil from, you know, Wyatt's Custom Rods. Uh, another friend of ours, Andrew Bremer, with Madeline Barbecue, which is another big uh, outfit that does a lot of fundraising uh, for cancer. Um, and then Jeremy Floyd with, you know, Gypsy River Resorts and Fort Kitt Customs. And of course, you know, your donations. Uh,
0: well, anyways, a, Stevie, a I, I, I think I'm off that day and, and I think I'm going to try to make it, buddy. Um, and, and I tell you why. People ask me to help all of the time. And not that I don't want to help them, but when you have a story like this one, you know, here's a girl that, that took it upon herself to go help somebody else and now needs help herself. Um, we're going to figure it out. Give us an address where people can send donations. Okay. I'll have
2: to, I'll have to look that up. Um,
0: and now it, if they wanted to send money, is there a GoFundMe that that I could share or that you could share? Or, or how are you doing just raising money?
2: Yeah, there is a GoFundMe. Um Jennifer's looking that info up now. Um, that her cousin set up. Okay. Uh, that we're using uh, on the. I have to send you the info for for, uh, for the donations for the benefit or whatever. But it is CM Lanes in uh, Aransas
0: Pass. So, so CM Lanes people, go ahead and send your donation there. Um, and then just put per care, Steve Cardenas, um, or, uh, Maddie as the, 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 you know, let them know that that's why you're sending it. And then on the podcast, we will put a GoFundMe link, um, as you guys send it to me. So if you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching the podcast, go to the description, there will be a link there to send, um, a donation. So Stevie, buddy, I love you. You have always been there for me uh, you and Jennifer and, and anytime, you know, and, and the crazy part about, about friendship is, is a lot of times, you know, we just pick up where we left off because we both live busy lives, but you are one of those friends that, that man, I come into town and there are no questions asked and buddy, you're taking me fishing. You're looking after me. You're taking care of me. You're not asking for a dollar and and you're always there for me. um, so me and Renee just want to tell you that our, our, of course, our prayers are with you and that we are going to do what we can to help. And, and Jennifer, I told Stevie, you know, continue to give us updates on Facebook um, so that we know what's going on because there's so many people that love you guys that that want to know what's going on. Um, so just please continue to let us know what's going on and, and continued prayers and we will talk off the podcast Um to to figure out what we can do to to make this fundraiser even better. We love you guys. We love you. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Thanks guys. Bye. I just I, I can't imagine. You know, and now that I have kids, you just go, "Oh my god." You know, and and you go and, and not only that, you know, this wasn't a girl that was drinking and driving. This wasn't a girl that was, you know, f- uh, looking for trouble. This was a girl that wanted to help. Yeah. And, and you, you, it's scary, too, because you raise your kids to be that way. Yeah. Not thinking that me teaching my kid to stop and help somebody might put them in danger you know so i know i know you're gonna go crazy but i i might have to drive home for that one i might have to go home and and volunteer my services for that one because man man so we will give you guys the link um put her in your prayers please your thoughts they do matter they do make a difference um, We hope you watch the special and it cheers you up after that. So, I am Steve Trevino. This is my beautiful wife who I love very, very much. And, Matt, you know, Lori is in the house all the time. And I told her the only thing you have to overcome is being distracted when I walk around shirtless. That's the only thing. <laughs> it has yeah. already happened in two days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, <had> a, <laughs> I made Rebecca laugh so hard. I'm talking to her with my shirt off, and I looked at her and I go, hey, eyes up here. <laughs> she just goes oh my god I can't with you and she just walked off Um, we love you guys thank you for the continued support watch the special share it tag it let everybody know about it our family is going to grow thank you